0: welcome to as you were a podcast about alkaline trio every week we talk about one alkaline trio song and this week it's Continental.
1: when i first heard it i was like a bed and breakfast in a spoon what does
0: that mean same i had no clue <laughs> now I'm like, wow, that's o- that's very obvious. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's very obvious. It's still clever
0: as fuck. It really is. I think this song, uh, pretty dang clever.
1: There's a lot of cleverness going on on Good Morning, and you know, I think that this is this is a great example of like he is just on the cusp of being extra, but it's all beneficial. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't really he doesn't really drop anyone's ones that you're just like okay. We get it. Guy.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we're discussing the fourth track on Good Morning. Yeah. Song called Continental. And I think this hits on a lot of things we've touched on in various episodes, which is him committing to being specific, but still so very vague when it hits your ear, if you're unaware. You know,
1: sometimes it takes someone being like, this is what the song's about, to just be like, whoa. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Which is a little bit different than last week when we discussed also by the way hi welcome to as you were a podcast about alkaline trio we're just My so excited to talk about Tim the song crisp and I am here with David Anthony that's me last week we talked about 97 a song that uh, you know on the surface, seemed to be about heartache. And then Matt Skiba pulled us behind the curtain and said, yeah, this song is about when I got in trouble for smoking weed. Mm -hmm. It's
0: the sublime song of the canon.
1: Right. And yeah, you get a little bit, maybe a little bit bummed out when you hear like, oh, well, I thought that was about something a little bit more, I don't know, relatable. But one of the things that we talked about last week when we talked about 97 is how it's tough to talk about the good one. <laughs> yes, yes. And
0: this is a this is a real good one in my opinion. Um yeah, I remember hearing it when I got good morning and just like the song starting and I'm like, man, this thing is dark. Yeah. Like just the the way that riff is played, it, it's a very like I don't know, it's it's got a dirginess to it that I, I don't feel in a lot of the songs where he tries to express maybe a more I don't know l- less real darkness
1: and if you think about the first three songs on good morning there's still that darkness for sure. sure yeah but this section this you know the second half of the first side yes it has a black cloud hanging over the oh, entire God. geography in which it takes place totally totally i mean yeah we talked
0: about all in black a while ago song i love but again very dark we've talked about emma another song that though peppier is like pretty kind of brutal yeah and i think this is some of skeeba's like best lyric writing um you know and also just some of his best riff writing uh comes in these songs
1: yeah so beg to question we've talked about About tracks, we're on track four. We've talked about five and six. Mm -hmm. Is this the best three-song run in the Alkaline Trio canon? Oof. Um, Yeah, probably.
0: I can't... I mean, there there are records that I think are better. There are moments I think are better. But, uh, yeah, the way those three songs, and I could maybe even argue side A
1: flows together is really really strong i think side a of good morning is my favorite side of an Alcantara record i mean it's hard
0: to debate to me like i i think everything is placed really perfectly i think everything does a great job of bringing you in moving in these different modes and just like for me continental and all in black even just as a two-song piece like it's one of the highest points in the discography and thinking of it as the three song into emma like mm-hmm yeah, I mean it's 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 one of their best records for a reason.
1: Yeah. I think that when you think you you know you kind of put it in terms of mood setting and there's really just this cinematic aspect to this portion of of music where yeah. it really feels just like it all belongs in a movie. Yes. And he would end up writing songs that felt like they belonged in a movie but not a movie I'd necessarily
0: like to see. Sure. This is yeah. this is
1: dark shit and the story that's told like on this song is incredibly dark. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, for a long time, I think people assumed it was about him and about him being addicted to heroin. He's kind of rebuked that idea of saying you know i've never even done heroin who knows if that's true um but you know this image he paints that is like you, you know can be taken i think he said of like driving someone to rehab but i think it could also be read as like driving someone to score drugs like it's 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 really really um intense
1: it's you know it's an interesting side of it too you know, to put it into terms of I've got a dying urge to feel the way you do. Whereas no matter what the other person is, no matter what the you is in this story, Matt is connected to this person in a way that I think is, you know, it's one of those aspects of drug use and people who are on the outside of drug use is that you're kind of always looking over there thinking like, you know, what if, like, I wonder what it's like. Yeah. And there's, I mean, so many stories and and movies about that sort of feeling, but it's, I think it's an interesting placement that he has for himself in all of this, where it's like, it's, it's strange to, to be on that side of someone who, you know, is doing something that you objectively know is bad. Yeah. But There's also a life there and there's a, you know, heroin, I think more than any other drug has its own lifestyle attached to it and it's, it's wild.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what drew me to this band so much, especially as a young kid who did not drink and not do drugs. And I think it, this kind of relates to why finding out 97 was about weed disappointed me a little bit because I grew up around addicts and like saw a lot of bad shit and the way Sceva even sang about drinking, to me, it never really read as celebratory. It read as like, I'm fucked up and this is the only way I know how to do something. And that made perfect sense to me with the people I was growing up around. Right. And I liked being presented the weightiness of what this meant, of like, you know, being on that side of like, I wish I knew how you felt to understand why you do this mm-hmm. and like what because it's really wishing to understand what someone's pain is and what someone's life is to help them. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a line in this song. There's so many lines that can be read two ways. Either is like, I wish I knew what that release felt like, but also I wish I knew what you were going through so I could, at all help you yeah and it's a really really empathetic song for that reason for
1: sure and it's 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 you know saying dying urge it's like okay you you have probably seen too much and you don't want it but there's always something romantic about heroin in its presentation that i think you know we all we're all aware of at least in just like the meaning that people have and the way that people write about it and yeah it's and like there's a you reason know, people do a, it. Right, there's a reason people do it even though it totally destroys you. So yeah. that that's kind of the sense of intrigue that that people have in it and you know you mentioned that there's this element of the way people live that he kind of hones in on and it's it's like it comes for him out of this inability to get out of his own skin yeah he's trying all sorts of different uh you know methods to not be matt skiba throughout yeah. throughout yeah. the alkaline trio discography and you know maybe he's kind of come as close as he can and now he's just like oh all right this isn't good this yeah. isn't this yeah. is a lot of this is a lot of ugliness here
0: I mean, it, it is very ugly. And I think, you know, I've had this conversation with other people about like when, you know, a, a lot of Matt writing is either from the first person or putting himself into a third person, mm-hmm. you know, like viewing that and trying to understand what it's like to be that. And those yield his best songs and his worst songs, you know, but there's always a personal experience that's undercutting his best songs. And when he stops being able to write them about himself honestly or write about the lives of the people close to him honestly i think is when he starts to stumble the most yeah but when he's doing something like this where he, it's his own lived in experience but trying to understand the life of someone else that's a really difficult thing to do and there's no like judgment in the song there is a little bit yeah. of anger and right. frustration that comes to it but um yeah, it's not. It's not through a negative like, oh, why the fuck are you doing this? This isn't firestorm we're talking about here. Like, this is this is a very empathetic view, and I I re- I've always appreciated that, and I really appreciate it. In I present mean, day. yeah, and
1: it, if you look at like the chorus of it, you know, the the first half of it, you know, being like, nine lives, you chewed them up, like your coffin nail has been driven far too much, but you know, to end with something like this won't take long. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, just wait in the car. It's like, it's, you know, putting it into terms where it's like, here's the end of it for, you know, from my perspective and for you, it's like, just wait in the car. It's, it's not, it's, it's nothing irregular. It's like, it's one of those things that when you talk to someone who has an addiction, Mm -hmm. they're either very very aware of it or they just have no fucking idea yeah and that is you know one of the like inherent sadnesses about someone that you view from that perspective of of knowing that they have a problem and for them it's it's really not it's totally under control and i think that that Insight from Matt's perspective on that it's it's not a it's not a knock on whoever yeah he's talking about it's just like this is this is where you were and and I wasn't, and i you know
0: yeah, yeah, I mean this song has meant a lot to me for a lot of years and probably only grown in its importance to me in terms of like my own life experience and i think that's what the best music can do and should do like to go from like having like an alcoholic abusive father who fittingly was a funeral director uh this song is like pretty like straightforward and like being a young kid trying to get him to be like you have a problem yeah or just even asking little things of him like how about you don't drink on the two days we're together and him not being able to do that. Yeah. And like him turning that back around to now as an adult, seeing people I love struggle with addiction or struggle with things that, you know, even like mental illness that they don't want to address. Yeah. Um, And I watching them destroy themselves and trying to be the person to get them help, but also trying to be present enough that they still trust you. I know that feeling of like waiting in the car hoping that it's going to be okay and knowing you can't intervene at all and i think like i don't know of another song in their discography that like personally i have felt like i fit into as much as that you know there's like the fun ones right you know Uh there's the headwind and cold rain to wake me but there's also this and i think you know this is the type of darkness and the type of just really brutal things that you can't it, you can't really go to that well so many times. And I understand why it's easy to run out of those things. you feel like you've already written that song or just even not
1: wanting to write that song.
0: And I respect the fact that, uh, he did.
1: Yeah. I think that it's a song that in listening to it a few times, getting ready for this and this being, you know, kind of a new way to think about the experience of this song and you know being a former addict myself um and coming from a line of of addiction and like speaking you know my mom my mom and I are are, are both recovering alcoholics and and her sister my aunt is kind of has been off the deep end for some time mm mm-hmm. and to just talk to her recently about the experience of of just being so unable to connect with her my mom being able to connect with her sister on that level on a level of awareness too of like you know what you know what you are you know where we come from and you know that none of what you're doing is okay behavior and it just doesn't click yeah
0: i mean i i have addicts on both sides of my family um, you know, and a lot of that stemming back to even like, you know, my grandpa on my mom's side, like getting kicked out of the house on Christmas Eve with his sister because his parents were alcoholics and like then being bounced from foster home to foster home for the rest of his life. And like my uncle who like hasn't been able to hold a job as long as I've been alive because he if he has money, it's getting spent on yeah. alcohol and drugs and like has cirrhosis of the liver and like being a kid, being like eight years old. And watching this person who I lived with at the time because we had to put him up and watch him, like, you know, puking up blood when he wasn't drinking. So he had to drink to stop it. And that's just exact, you know, like there's the cycle of addiction is something I try to be very sympathetic to. And it's why, by and large, I don't really, you know, I've gone through periods of never drinking to now, like I drink once every six months or something and have a beer and I've never done any drugs because I know how fragile that my relationship is with it. And like, I feel like I can keep in control, but I know how easy it is to not be in control and understand that it's like the addiction isn't a choice. You know, these things aren't choices. And I think it gets uh, to certain people it's perceived as such. Yeah. And I understand how like someone maybe doesn't even want to wake up and have a drink, but that's what ends up happening. Yeah. You there's know, and no,
1: no way around it.
0: And, uh, you know, this is, the alkaline trio always was a band that meant a lot to me because they tapped into a lot of emotions that I didn't know how to express until I heard these songs, Yeah, you know? And that goes back to what I loved about them was them being able to show the pain, the frustration, the difficulty and not be judgmental. And, you know, as much as I can like have issues with later material, as much as I can have, issues with songs or things that or choices that are making this is the reason why i love this band and this is the reason why as much as i can joke about them as much as i can say anything negative this is the reason i will always stand up for them too
1: yeah 100 percent. and you know the uh i think the amount of empathy that goes into this song and and it's it's almost you know like like is working out his own like sense of romanticism that he you yeah know, has like towards this lifestyle and and you know you see it portrayed in in so many different ways and it's so romanticized and then that's why I hate the Velvet Underground <laughs> <laughs> as you're aware yeah well I, that's a that's a different podcast different podcast yeah um but you know this is this is just this song works on so many levels just being a really really solid verse chorus verse chorus the the instrumental passage i really really enjoy it oh, because yeah. it's just got such a nice thickness to it that noise that's kind of happening on one side going across Oof. the other
0: it's also yeah like uh, there's definitely like Good morning is the start of the sound effects era of yeah. Alpine Trio. This is the record where it's perfect. It's where so it's good, not, dude. It, it, it makes sense, like having like in All in Black, some like the gongs and shit. Like I don't know, uh-huh. it, it works. I, I It's not overstated. It it adds to the point. And both this song and All in Black, leading to that huge final chorus where Matt's letting loose and his voice is thrashed. It's just, it's one of those things you could never recreate if you tried. It's just a confluence of factors and moments that made this happen. Yeah.
1: And I just love the, like, it's such a fucking, it's such a pop punk thing to just do the guitar line palm muted. Yes. Maybe not hitting all of the notes, but it's, it works so fucking perfectly in here. just with all of that buildup, there's so much tension in just that, like, you know, like hitting 75 percent of the notes yeah, yeah. on it, and his vocals on this track like throughout yeah they're so good in the verses and that last chorus he's just screaming it with everything that's left in that severely damaged throat of his yeah
0: and i mean it's it's what that type of thing regardless of how the mu- music sounds and how it's written that's what makes a 97 great. That's what makes a goddamn it great. That's what makes a good morning great. That's what makes any of their good things great is the commitment to it, the belief in it, and the willingness to put yourself out there to a degree where to someone you may look corny or cloying, but when you nail it, you can't really bad night it. Yep. You know? and, yeah. And uh, I've seen them play every record in full. And as great as it is to hear Goddamn It Live, there's a real. There's something really special to watching them play Good Morning songs even to this day because you can still see the pain in it in so many ways. And uh it's it's a record that like I'm glad after years of it kind of being shunted to the side is now being seen as more of a fan and band favorite because it is it's a really really good record.
1: Yeah, it's 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 wild to see, you know, people full on coming around to it. And I think from the perspective that you and I both have of just being like, this is, this is one that we were signed up on from the beginning. Like, you know, I remember this track stuck out on the demo and it really, really like slayed when I heard it. Yep. First time driving home from Best Buy playing it.
0: Yeah. And is and while I know this was a huge departure point for a lot of older fans, like, you know, there, there are songs like this where I'm like, yeah, but you can't pretend this is not, like, one of their best songs. It's... Like, I don't care if you're, like, a, a, a purist with this band in uh-huh. the early era. There's still stuff like this that will stand out. And I think there's standouts as much as I, you know, weeks ago shit on this addiction. Like, there are standouts on those records. Um, they, It's just when they are able to tap into something like this. And yeah. uh, I hope they continue to do that. And it will be very funny when they release their new record. It'll be their ninth record called Nine Lives. <laughs> um, that's my guess. I don't have any information that indicates that, but it'll be very funny to think about this song once they probably inevitably name a new
1: record that. David, my friend, I have this song five lives out of five lives. For me,
0: five coffin nails out of five.
1: Boom, bump it. Hey, um... If you're if you're still with us after the emotional catharsis that came out on this one. Episode number twenty four of As You Were a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Um sometimes we're gonna take it there, friends. Yeah. Uh this podcast is uh is something that we both love doing so much and love spending this time together and learning uh about each other and from each other. And if you're enjoying it, uh rate on iTunes subscribe to it write a review all the good things tell a friend about the show tell Um, us
0: how you feel about these songs yeah
1: um it's been so nice hearing from so many of you uh over the past you know few months that we've been doing this and we're going to continue to do it because we like it we enjoy it even when it gets heavy we're uh (laughs) yeah we're glad to be here and we're so thankful and appreciative of it so We will be back next week, and we'll see you then. Thanks, Boz.
0: We're not going far. Go wait in the iTunes
1: store.